0: da equipe toda aí pela vitória,
1: eh pela resiliência aí gente saiu atrás tomando gol, a gente diferente dos outros jogos a gente conseguiu manter manter a paciência e virar o jogo aí. The joy, the joy. Hey, welcome everybody. This is Afterburn Soccer. We are live. Welcoming you, uh, FC Dallas fans, North Texas Soccer fans, to talk about a six-point weekend. Like it's been a little bit since we've had one of these. So FC Dallas wins at home against Real Salt Lake two to one, and North Texas Soccer Club wins against Minnesota United FC two, also two to one. Uh, we're excited, big a big weekend for for. Uh, for soccer here in the Dallas-Fort Worth area. Of course, I'm your host, Nathan. You can follow me at Nathan J. Hill. And my buddy with me tonight is Jose Carmona at El Chico Carmona. And we're going to get up, into man? it. We're going to crack open a cold one and talk and update, c- catch up all the events and, and the intriguingness of this weekend's action. So, Jose, let's just, let's start with FC Dallas. Obviously, that's a, probably the folks that are most uh, on our viewers' minds. Um they, they had the 1-0 win against Inter-Miami at Miami. It was a good result for them. But they you came look. back home where they've had some disappointment this season. So, and, and really, you know, uh, it looked like it was going to be a disappointing night. It
2: certainly felt like
1: it. Yeah. Um,
3: you know, it's just,
1: you, you're you up against
3: a struggling team in, in uh, Rail South Lake and, um, the last time we had a struggling team come here, it was uh, Portland, and that didn't end so well. And you we were kind of getting the feeling that that's the way this was going, you know.
2: Um,
3: but so glad they pulled it out at the end there with Kamongo with our with the heroics. And, and wow. let's face it, we've all been waiting for Kamongo to, to do that, to come in and, and be a difference maker. And uh, as fans, we got to be excited about that.
1: Yeah, what, what a story. There's been a lot of uh, conversation about that uh, within Major League Soccer. Just here's a kid who was a walk-on with MLS Next Pro out of Abilene, Texas, and uh, just has made his, his mark at the MLS Next Pro level. He's been mostly on the bench th- this season, but here he comes on and just is in the right place at the right time, puts away – A goal that will hopefully surge his confidence and just also just a big boost to this team. Yeah, because let's let we can look back on this game against Real Salt Lake and we saw some of the challenges that FC Dallas has been living with, and and so we'll let Nico Estevez, our FC Dallas head coach, kind of talk a little bit about those.
0: During the game, uh, we had to change. Uh, because it didn 't work, and uh, this year we we thought it was uh, better to go. I think for moments we did a really good job defending the problem was with the ball, like we were really bad today, um, and it was there. The spaces were there uh, as we talked through the week. The goal is coming through a game plan, exactly if I saw you the slide, the goal is coming from from uh, a play like that, something that we worked this week and uh and i think we we didn't uh, we weren't uh, executing well and uh, we were missing passes we were missing opportunities to break lines and we were playing too conservative and then when you play like this the opponent feels that you know and uh, and smells that and and we have to be brave we have to go for the second and and uh, but you know uh, sometimes the, the season is very long and you don't have your day and when you don't have your day uh, what i what I, put in value today is how you respond, how you work hard, and you fight, and, uh, and uh, as we said no, in other sports, if you, your attack is, is not good, you have to defend.
1: Nico acknowledging that for stretches of this match, you know, it, FC Dallas looked to be on the back foot. They went up on the goal early, and it was a beautiful goal. It was exactly what you draw up. Uh, it, was, it was a goal that's joyful for Jesus Ferreira uh for your John, Giovanni Jesus but then it seems like Real Salt Lake sort of takes advantage of FC Dallas's willingness to sit back a little bit. Uh and you know, in an earlier clip I didn't I didn't pull it out of the video but uh, Nico recognized that he didn't want his team to be too aggressive in this one because that's what Real Salt Lake kind of thrives on is are, are those counterattacks, those quick counterattacks. So trying to find the balance. But there's also a sense where you, it looked like the team was a little too defense-minded and wanted to sit back and just see the game out with this one-goal lead. Is that what you felt, Jose? Yeah,
3: I think that's what all the fans felt. You know, jumped out to it once. Where he, and then you sat in the mid-block, you know. And they were sitting in mid-block. And, uh, frankly, fact, it became rather boring, you know. I mean, it, it's it's not – it's not the FC Dallas football we've been used to seeing. You know, and, and this team has sort of gone more and more to a mid block. And that has something to do with the fact that, you know, we're still struggling with our back running. Uh I can tell you that as a fan, that most of the fans I, I talked to were not very excited that Martinez and Ibiaga were the seven back pairing. I mean, that, that was. In my mind, in my, I'm a very positive person, but I'm like that's like yeah. a guaranteed goal conceded right there, and so no one is stunned that RSL scored in this. Uh, and, and I don't, am not putting blame on them. I'm just telling you that's the mentality yeah. of the fans,
1: because right?
3: yeah. they're both uh, prone to mistakes, and, and uh, I just, it's it's the mid-block starting to become a necessity. As a, as, as a result of, of the, the fact that the team hasn't truly replaced Hedges, yet. And, and you know, if it gets mm-hmm. the job done, great. Yeah. But, but I think, I think you know, nobody wants. We, we're not used to seeing the team just sit back and, and, and play boring soccer. Winning right. soccer.
1: It, you know maybe there's a match where we, that's your tactic against maybe a, a, an opponent that you feel is superior but that's real salt lake we're against it's at our it's in a home it, it felt like after that opening goal that the team should have gone for the second and, and so there was something that happened or there that that they, yeah and so it's something concerning for SC Dallas fans now Ultimately, they, they we saw another great contribution from the bench, and again, Kumungo, what a what a story! But the team kept fighting and and found a way to grab that uh, that, that go ahead goal, and then kind of lock things down. Even a late goal call, uh, waved off for offside. That that uh, I I didn't get a good look at the replays to know whether there was a shout about that, but I think it was a good call. Um, but you know, so scary moments. A one point at home is not what you want, you know. In the yeah, course of the season, not against
3: season. the RSL either. And, and mind you, Kamongo, his his rise, you know, out of nowhere. It gives credence to to those people that have been saying, "Hey, there's a ton of untapped talent out there that that's just going, you know, undiscovered." And Kamongo is one of those guys where they're like, "Hey, three in three years from high school to you know scoring in MLS." you got to think there's a lot more talent like that out, out there. And and it's great, you know, I think it's a good inspiration for the team to uh, turn every stone, you know, against yeah. your because you don't want to miss out on the next Kamongo. You know? and, and no one's saying was going to be a star, but you have to be impressed with how quickly he has risen. And, and uh, we're all excited to see how far this can, can go.
1: That's so exciting. It's such an, it's an amazing story, really. And, uh, you know, you hope uh, more of these stories are emerging uh, oh, for FC Dallas yeah. and FC Dallas system, you know?
3: Well, the commando story is outshining, you know, Giovanni Jesus' story, who has, I'm sorry, but he's pretty much snatched that starting right back position from Tuamassi. You know, and all it took was Tuamassi to get one red card and this one name, and You know, you want to see uh, Tomasa get another shot, but right now, Giovanni Jesus is. I mean, he's forcing Nico to start him because it's like this guy is is just producing. You know, Mm -hmm. he's being solid on defense and he's being a a just uh, nightmare on attack. And and the Jesus to Jesus combination is is becoming. I have potential to be like the signature signature combination for this team,
1: really. I agree. I agree. No, I completely agree. Like, isn't that interesting? And it's just, it's not that uh, Jesus has gotten into, uh, Giovanni Jesus has gotten into more dangerous positions than Tomasi. I think Tomasi has gotten into some very exciting attacking positions, but there does seem to be just this, this thing missing with that Giovanni Jesus is just willing to rip that cross and at the right time. And, 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 you know, can you teach that? I'm sure to some degree, but maybe there's a point where it's talent too. It's just the sense of timing of like knowing, because uh, I mean, that opening goal was just, was, was beautiful. It was a beautiful but it's thing. It's consistency and timing. I mean, after, you know, after his, his starts now,
3: you have to think that uh, someone like Jesus or passion or those guys that were trailing, they know that once Giovanni Jesus gets a step on this man, they know that low cross is coming. So as an attacker, knowing that the ball is for sure going to make, you know, becoming, it, it just gives you that extra, that extra step, you know, that extra mm. confidence to, to sell out, you know, knowing that, hey, he's got a step on this man. This shot's gonna come. I need to get there. And then you see someone like this, who is, you know, a beauty of, of, a, of, a, of a shot there. You know, I'm just saying, it, it's confidence. To him, honestly yes, he, he get he get into uh, uh, dangerous positions. Not taking anything away from him, uh, but like, and it's not just not just him, but uh, like many many of the other players that were that were take, uh, putting crosses into the box. The aim has been off, they've been inconsistent. And, you know, that, that wears on an attacker. I don't know knowing that, hey, you know, maybe he went there in the right position, but Bob never came their way or went over their heads or, 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 you know, it didn't get there. So, like I said, Jesus, now everyone knows what he can do. And, and right now, he's feeling it and, and the confidence. From those taggers is growing in the fact that hey, this kid is going to do his thing. He's going to get free, and he may only do it once or twice in the game. And we have to be ready for when that time comes. Mm-hmm. And that's all—that's all the attacker needs. That's all—that's all they need: mm-hmm. confidence in, in that they'll get the ball in a dangerous position. And right now, Zeus mm-hmm. has proven that he can do that. I mean, he's a U twenty-one initiative man. Yeah. <laughs> You have to be excited that he's doing this now, and mind you, uh, foreign players tend to struggle, and, and you know at least in, uh, in MLS in general. But certainly, FC Dallas has a history of players coming in struggling, and it's exciting that Giovanni Jesus is not showing any of that. And, and for all we know, maybe he is struggling, and if this is him struggling. Good grief! Wait till he stops struggling.
1: <laughs> Right, right. Well, let's let's jump into some other post game uh, comments from from guys, and uh, these are unedited, so I didn't really go over them a lot. But here's uh, here's Jesus Ferrer after the game.
0: <laughs> Big win. That's two in a row. Thoughts
1: of nice game? No, we're excited. We're happy with, uh, with, uh, with the with a with a result. Um, obviously, we're not we're not happy about the way that the game went. Um, we have to be a team that can dominate at home and and take care of business. But you know. It took us to the last minute to be able to score goals and, and we're excited for the three points. Uh, we know how, how important our subs are and and for them to come and bring energy and, and make runs and it's a very important for us.
2: What do you say about Mark Mungo, his first goal game winner?
1: No, we're happy for him. You know, he's, he's a he's the kid that's working hard, you know, sometimes playing with the second team, uh, dominating the second team um, and coming up here and showing what he can do. And so we're excited for him. Oh, that's just a start. And we know he knows that he has to keep working to, to keep getting that, uh, those opportunities. He's well, saying all the right things. Yeah, he's saying all the right things. He's a professional. He's he's, <laughs> he's he's picking up those lessons.
3: Yeah, no, but he's, I mean, he's saying what you want to hear him say, you know, and, and he's got to prop up, come on, go and give him his props, and, I mean, why would you say anything never? You know, that's exactly what you want to see from, like you said, from our reserves. The fact, they can come in and, and make a difference. That's all we want, you know, we want guys that come in and, and, and impact the game when they need to be impacted, or offer solid minutes when when need uh, to be taken care of and stuff like that, so absolutely, he's right.
1: Yeah. Well, let's let's shift over then to the 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 second team, as Jesus referred them. North Texas ha- had faced uh, two straight losses, and they they weren't the kind of losses where you just oh you, know, you get edged out by a fluke goal. They were just uh, just collapses uh, early in the match that really put the team in a position where they had to dig themselves out a hole that just. They just didn't have the ability to do. Uh, um, yeah, I think um, Cano, Coach Cano, Javier Cano of North Texas, he said something was like uh, seven goals in in you know fifteen minutes of play or something like that. Just a really difficult run for North Texas. So they come back home, they go down early to a sort of a recycled ball For a Minnesota United team that likes to. A, a Minnesota 2 team that likes to counterattack. Um, in fact, looked pretty dangerous in this match. But then North Texas kind of regroups. They don't lose their heads for once. And they come from behind a 2-1 to win. Uh, and, and you saw, of course, your first goal from Herbert Endley. Uh, the Super Draft signing for FC Dallas. Working on his transition down there with North Texas. Also a great goal from Theo Henry. Ferreira. Yeah. Like, oh. He likes
3: to go by Ferreira now. So another Ferreira. Not related. Ferreira. But Not related. It was but... all your Ferreras. <laughs> and,
1: and both goals were, were just, you know, just perseverance kind of goals of just finding a way, get, getting the ball in dangerous spots and finding something poking through kind of a thing.
3: Well, the, the, the Theo Ferreira goal was was uh, basically all him.
1: He yeah, got it was the ball. all him. You're right. He got the ball and then he.
3: he Bodied off a defender that was that was behind him. I mean, that because honestly, my concern with this match was that Minnesota was being physical and was bodying a lot, of, a lot of the North Texas players, who were you know, frankly, most of them are younger players, not all of them, but they were struggling with the physicality of, of uh, Minnesota United. And by the way, Minnesota United came in three and zero on the road.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: Only at that time, the only undefeated. Uh, the only 3-0 team in the league, not the only team in the uh, world, league, but they were undefeated. Uh, and this is an important win for North Texas, I mean, yeah. Not to take anything away from the two losses that they had, but they kind of tried some new formations and, and, and some new personnel uh, in different places. They even did this game, too, by the way. And uh, it just simply uh not because they were punished when they made mistakes. They were playing good teams. You know, uh, Vancouver uh, Whitecaps, too, they're, they're a solid team. Uh, still no excuse that they've lost in the fashion that they lost. But not surprising that they lost to that team. I, I, it's the score that surprises me, not the fact that they lost to it. Because that, they're a dangerous team. They're going to be one of the top teams in the Western Conference this year. And then Austin, they showed that they're a good team at home. They're undefeated at home. They, I want to say I, I didn't do it this year, but I, I – Last year when the schedule came out, I did a, um, I looked at the schedule and, and gave my thoughts as to who was for, uh, fortunate in their scheduling and who was not. Austin is fortunate in their scheduling. They've only played one road game. All their games have been at home.
2: Mm. And,
3: and they've won all their home games. So they're looking good. And, and, and clearly they're going to be a tough team to get at home. But that's how Houston started last year. Houston started winning a lot of games at home they had a lot of early home games and then they built on that and and, and that mm-hmm, you know mm-hmm. confidence carried them throughout the season so Minnesota United same division as uh, North Texas as is Austin and honestly North Texas needed to beat these guys a team that they actually handled pretty well last year really. so so not a surprise that. At home, North Texas wins. It's uh, Minnesota United, who I don't believe have gotten any points in, uh, North, uh, against North Texas uh, when North Texas wins. So, Yeah. Yeah, important. Uh, just saying, the two teams that they lost to, not bad teams, uh, not unexpected losses, just the manner they lost was the only shot of game, and it's good to see the team. Correct that, and they did that by going back to their four-three-three, which they did not employ uh, in their first in the two losses. Three-five, so three-five-three was no three-five-two. Mm-hmm.
1: Three-five-two, yeah.
3: Three-five-two, yeah. in the loss,
2: and, and the
1: idea was to
3: roll out your three center backs: and Norris, uh, Korka, and Henry. And it didn't work. I mean, they had never played together before, and Maybe they been practicing it, but you know, when when time came, it just fell apart. And then in the loss against Austin, they rolled out a uh, four two three one, and and uh, I'm not saying that it didn't work. I'm just saying, like I said, Austin is is, is a good count team, and uh, it backfired. So here you see them go back to their four three three, and I think at times it was more of a four four two um good to see you. get back get back to what mm-hmm. works and and uh the talent's there it's just young talent. you know it's just young and inconsistent. Right. and, and uh, hiccups are going to come
1: yeah the we saw the debut the professional debut of FC Dallas Academy kid uh Nairobi Vargas uh um, yeah interesting I was excited about that yeah, and and and, uh, and he played well. He, he I don't know that he uh, was on the score sheet per se, but I uh, was able to ask him afterwards because because Coach Cano raved about his performance. He came in a, at half and and just sort of helped the team stretch uh, and push for that. It, you know, you have that second striker up top that sort of occupy and create space for others. So, just his presence helped create that possibility, that, that, the, the comeback uh, space that North
3: but, well, Texas the team, needed. The team has been struggling because they haven't been getting consistent play from the left wing. And that's where Nairobi Valles plays. So you've got a talented left winger, and, and that's a position where you've been struggling. And it's, it's made you one-dimensional in attack, really. Maybe not one-dimensional, but certainly easier to defend. Uh, and and it's just you're like you got Nairobi play him that's his spot and sure enough and, and mind you while he wasn't score scoreline I do believe he was on he's one of the people that was there when the tide turned you know suddenly you get a left wing that 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 is quality and all of a sudden you're attached to our and again it's not a coincidence good stuff. Also also I believe the kid from uh that we got from El Paso got his first start. Uh Garcia, right? David Garcia. And looks uh, looked solid. I mean he hit you know, sixteen year old sixteen year old uh, sixteen or seventeen year old. I mean it put in a solid shift and, and that's what you want to see from when they start these teenagers is how are they gonna hold up against a uh, you know, sort team physical team like Minnesota?
1: Well, and, and I thought Norris was good in this one. I thought he was a breath of fresh air. kind of. He yeah.
3: was. And and mind you, I want to point out that the goal that was scored was off a mistake. And it wasn't a bad mistake. It was just basically Norris, uh, the ball was thrown to the and Norris had tried to hit it away and simply redirected it to an attacker. And, and there's nothing you can do to defend that. I mean, it just fell right in front of the guy, unmarked, clean shot. And that's just, like I said, that's just a mistake uh, in the way he redirected it. Maybe it was bad timing or something like that. But other than that, that's that's all been so. so I mean, they had some counters. They had some dangerous counters, but the mm-hmm. team was up with otherwise. And honestly, if it wasn't for that, the way the way that ball was uh, redirected, frankly, it was too good. Cool. too. Yeah.
1: a big result for them I know there was just a kind of that pressure released from the locker room of of like hey we we know we're a talented squad and it it feels like with this these these lower tiers of soccer um it, it sometimes it's just about that savviness it's that grit it's just the the, the ability to to shrug off a uh, a goal a, a bad situation and, and keep pushing, and, and yeah, uh, right. I, I, you know and that comes for young guys it just comes with experience it comes with leadership it, it it's tough Kano uh, it, it, talked about that after the game he just said that it seemed like when the team went down early in those other matches they just panicked they they didn't talk to themselves talk to each other they didn't regroup they you know, they, uh, you know, they just lack that ability and, and this one they did, they came back together and said, Hey, we know how we're going to play. We know how we're going to move forward. Let's execute on that plan. And let's you know, and let's stay the course and, and that was able to make it happen.
3: And yeah. And, and that's, that's also, I mean, the panic and all that, that's on the leaders of the, of the team. You know? that's, uh, that would be, uh, Costa and, and, and,
2: and
3: uh, the Haitian kid—I
2: can't
3: You know, the the guys that have been around, even even Hope, you know, they've been there It's been a couple of years. Those are the guys that need to step up and, and reign, in you know, that panic and keep them focused.
2: And we forget that they're young
3: too, you know. But it's a great sign. I mean, the talent's there, and let's not forget that, that uh, Coach Kano, This is his first year, so he's not as familiar. With the with the academy and all, you, know, you know, what all the players are. I'm sure he's learning, but I'm sure he doesn't know them as perfectly as, as he wants to. So, give him time. I think he's still He's still figuring out who can help where from the academy. Unless he does, he out. And mind you, we also have the, the you know the GA Cup, the Dallas Cup. That also means that some of the better players were not available in the past couple weeks. So, he, he hasn't been able to, unless he's going to the games, you know. The, the Ga Cabreras, he's not seen his first action, so give him time. Uh, I think I think once he gets comfortable with, with the academy players and figures out we can help. Where like like I said, Vargas, for example, we all mm-hmm. know that, that the kid is a great, you know, uh, a great talented left winger with a ton of potential, and so we're all basically saying so, he's on the bench. You have a hole there, you know, plug him in. Yeah, and, and no one surprised that. Yeah. Uh, I believe, if I remember correctly, the goal came from the left side, you know, the, the breakdown of that uh, another mm-hmm. time. So, yeah, it, it, it's very happy. And like I said, give kind of time. You still figure it out. And all the players, there's a lot of new faces here too. So
2: yeah.
3: uh, well, I think I think the team's still trying to gel right the right right I
1: You know, uh, we've seen over these past few years, several years, that some teams in Major League Soccer have just completely devalued the Super Draft, um, and then meanwhile, you know, FC Dallas takes it pretty seriously. They seem to scout on their own. They seem to be looking for a different sort of player, and and even in the past few years, I mean, um, gosh, I I'm watching, uh, you know, Johnny Nelson just just win the hearts of folks in St. Louis. Um, this was a guy who just because of injury likely didn't get you know, his next chance here, but uh, was with the team. Um, even old Bartlett, you know, who's getting some minutes um, uh, with, with St. Louis as well. Like, it, it's so fascinating. But here comes the next guy, Herbert Indeli. Um, and, and he has been playing a lot of minutes for North Texas. They, they're working him in on that right back. But he was so dangerous in this match. He was so um, interesting, and he played higher up, right? Yeah,
3: the interesting part is that they, they moved him back to right wing, uh, instead of what people would have said transitioning to right back. Wing. He didn't start there, and they moved him up higher, and, and it paid off. He you know, played his goal, and I think as Dallas is is much like they did with Parker. You know, Parker actually played. Uh, while he was transitioning, he still did play some left wing at time. and and so I think anyway, this is uh, hey let's get his confidence back. It's clearly not. It's going to take longer for him to transition, and who knows? Maybe if he keeps reforming like he did at, 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 at right wing, maybe they'll yeah. give up on inverting him to right back and say hey let him play his best spot. I mean, we need help on the wings. Uh, we do. Twice, so uh, yeah. Especially, play, play. I
1: mean, if if Kamungo can can keep doing some things, it's it's a huge benefit to this team. Because uh, I, I I think we have a drop off with Obreon right now. I don't think Obreon's in his best form of his life, but you know, not getting a lot of minutes, so we understand that. But uh, it, you know, you want some oh, guys O'Brien. on the bench you can turn to.
3: Obreon has has his wishes and. And, uh, you know, when you're playing a team that's basically just going to look block you to death, in save a game, like when he came in his last game, that, that team was trying to hold on to him. You need that guy that can stretch the defense and keep them honest. So, he's got a one-dimension, and it's serviceable. And, and I'm, I, myself, am disappointed that he hasn't been able to add more, you know, uh, improve in other areas. Although he does try, I'll give him that, but it's just not there. So you need a player like Kamungo who can match him on speed but seems to have just a little bit more uh, once he gets into the final third. And that's – but he's young and he's raw and it's going to take time. And so, yeah, you you want that. You want to see that. But there's a big step from, you know, North Texas straight to FC Dallas. And that's, that's the one thing that I think we're all basically saying, well, you know, like, Parker's gone off to Saint, uh, San Antonio, and, and while wow, part of me is happy with that, the, the, loan, the recent loans to the championship haven't really panned out for us, you know.
2: Nicky mm-hmm. Hernandez
3: was with San Antonio, he's no longer with the team. Uh, before that, you had Montgomery, who had been loaned out, no longer with the team, and so on and so forth, you know, so it makes sense to send players to the championship, you know? oftentimes it's better us to give directly from North Texas right to this YouTube team, And that's because these players are practicing to rather than North Texas. And that's right. Immensely more beneficial to them, especially if they get on some of those minutes they're going to Wisconsin Championship championship.
1: Well, good stuff. And, and another shout out, by the way, to the crowd for the North Texas game, uh, a lot of i think it was like it was girls soccer teams i'm not sure but they were they were clearly uh heard on the broadcast saying let's go texas and i know it makes a difference to its home team when they have that kind of support especially yeah, and,
2: and
3: and north texas i mean they don't get afraid for it, but they, their team that averages about two thousand people if that stadium wasn't so big if it was a smaller more intimate stadium that stadium would be a lot louder and it would a more impressive crowd. You know, let's say, let's say it was a five thousand seat stadium, and you you get it half filled. That's it, you know that would resonate more than than right now. You're playing on a forty thousand seat stadium. Mm. <laughs> you got two thousand. It doesn't seem like there's a lot of people there, right? But there is. There is a lot of people for for. I mean, I, I don't know the numbers, but I know that North Texas uh, is one of the highest attended teams uh, in all the resort teams. They, they, they happen. They date back to the USL uh, League One they, They've always been in the you know 1,500 to 2,000, while well, most uh, two teams struggle to get, you know, get anywhere near a thousand. Yeah, yeah. But, you
1: know,
3: on a regular, and I mean on a regular basis.
1: Well, well, maybe we'll leave the conversation here. Uh, it was another great. We, interesting weekend of soccer. Um, you know, there'll, there'll be a lot to unpack as we, uh, you know, as we go forward. But uh, go ahead, go okay. ahead. Isaiah. One
3: last thing. You
1: know, congratulations to Paxton
3: Pumka for getting uh, called up. Yeah, it's, mm-hmm. it's. I mean, I'm sad that it's at Paul Ariello's expense, but it's nice to have a player an player replacing an MVP player. So, you know, it, it, I'm just excited to see to Paxton. Get a chance, you know. Let's see what he does with it. But I would love to see him and his shoes combined against that Mexico You know, uh, anyone trying to downplay the game, this Mexico. You, you you don't like to lose to them, even if, if, if you're even if you're playing a pickup game. You know, <laughs> even if there's no stakes and there's no crowd and you're just scrimmaging, you don't want to lose to those guys ever. Mm-hmm. You know, and. and, yeah. and uh, so yeah, let's let's get that W. Let's find a way. I don't really care who's out there representing uh,
1: the U.S. Just don't lose to Mexico. Okay, good stuff. Yeah, and, and congratulations to Marco Farfan. He was named as part of the team of the week for Major League Soccer, and that's good credit wow. for a guy who's <laughs> kind of goes unsung at times. And, and FC Dallas has two uh, away matches coming up in consecutive weeks. Uh, they play New York City FC, which is Always a, a challenging place to play. Postage stamp field. Yeah, and you'll, you'll see a lot
3: more of that, that mid-block that
1: you
3: that, that, uh, saw because right. that field is so small. You have the pack the and they're trying to
1: calculate it, of course, to score Then they'll go up to Minnesota. So it'll be an interesting week, a couple of weeks, to see how FC Dallas just continues to improve. And I think that's what... Um, I, I think that's what the coach, what the team want to keep doing is just, hey, let's keep figuring out how to to, to top, get positive results. So,
3: so yeah. we can get a point. Uh, try to come out of You know, if we get a loss and a win, I'm happy. Otherwise, two draws would be ideal. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: yeah.
3: And uh, one last thing, uh, North Texas plays Friday against RSL. RSL is a bad team. And they're not bad because they don't have talent. They're bad because they play an extremely young lineup. Uh, they throw the kids out to the wolves. And this that's a team that you can, you know, just like uh, like North Texas lost those games, you know, 4-1, uh, 3-1, 4 know, whatever it was, it was high score. RSL is prone to, uh, Real Monarchs are prone to those kind of losses. Not to say that they can't win. I mean, they are at home. But this is a team that if North Texas has found a group, shoot it. And, and home mm-hmm. round the road. Because they are, RSL is, uh, North Texas is one of the youngest teams in the league, and RSL is another. younger.
1: Mm. Good stuff. Well, all right, we'll leave it there. Thanks everybody for joining us. Of course, you can always subscribe and follow along at afterburn.soccer. Uh, We're now on Substack, and uh, we appreciate your support, your listening. I know we get a few comments every week uh, from folks who who listen can't make it live, but listen in, and so appreciate our analysis and everything. Jose, thank you for your time. Let's go FC Dallas.